From lifestyle, fitness, beauty, travel, relationships, and self-care, Steph's got you covered. Welcome to your safe space, where you can stop what you're doing, relax, and let someone else do the heavy lifting for once. This is the Luxury Dropout Podcast with your host, Stephanie Joplin. What's up, fellow dropouts? I'm Stephanie Joplin, your host of the Luxury Dropout. Today, I'm going to teach you how to say, hey, guys, in Italian, because we have an Italian guest. It's ciao, ragazzi. So you say, hey, guys, Sabino Curcio, who I met on Clubhouse, not knowing that he and his cousin Rocco and his sister Michela put together an empire of Italian descendants called Growing Up Italian. They're everywhere. They are on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They're on TikTok. They're even on LinkedIn now, as we discuss. Um, Sabino and I have been good friends for a half a year now. We love to discuss Italian phenomenons and things to do with our family and how we both went there every year growing up and how family is so important and a very important part of Italian culture. Also, we do discuss the importance of nonna, which nonna translates to grandmother, obviously. You guys probably already knew that, but we kind of go in depth into that subject matter and what that truly means to the both of us. We also touch on gender roles a little bit because being part of conservative Roman Catholic families, gender fluidity is something that is really new to us and something that we had to adjust to. And while we are accepting and loving to all human beings and with any sort of creed, it is something that we definitely had to be like, trying to wrap our minds around. So it's, it's a really intriguing conversation and I'm excited for you guys to stick around to see a true discussion with someone who I admire, who has a great business model for his business and absolutely one who makes you laugh too. So sit back and relax, get a little glass of vino going and enjoy this episode of the luxury dropout with Sabino Curcio. Well, welcome back fellow dropouts. This is Stephanie Joplin, your host of the luxury dropout. Today, we have a very special guest. He is an excellent, excellent friend of mine and just an overall great person to talk to, chat with. Culturally, we are one in the same. Welcome Sabino Curcio to the show. How are you? How are you? Good. Thank you. I am I can't believe we've me. yeah, of course. I can't believe we've come this far since we met on Clubhouse all those months yeah. ago. Yeah. Seems like Back a different everybody's on their phone, right? Yeah, it seems like a different lifetime. I can't even imagine being that that much on my phone anymore. Because you, it's not locked down. If there's a lockdown, you would. Yeah, for sure. And I am on my phone, but doing different things. I guess yeah. I wouldn't be able to just have it in the background at all times. Yeah. It's also so, not as fun anymore, though. But no, well, I haven't. I haven't been on it since. Honestly, the only reason why I got on it after I met you guys, you and, and Rocco, was because of you guys. Because like that was the fun. You know, that was the fun Italian thing room. I enjoyed the most. Yeah, the Italian. So, the Italian room. Yeah, we came. We came a long way, and I'm excited to see you started a podcast. When I yeah. saw 
you were doing um, reservations. I, you know, I snuck my reservation in. Your reservation, I sent you the link so you could hop on, of course. I think I saw the link on a story or something. Oh, I think that was probably for my Patreon. I think that was uh, probably like, it's just a, a BTs, like a behind the scenes of stuff that's upcoming or, you know, like artwork that or concept art or like photos that I've taken that people can pledge like $5 plus a month and they just go to support me creatively while I'm in production essentially. Awesome. Congratulations and good luck. Thank you. Not just anyone can just hop on the schedule. That's just not how it goes. You know, I thought, I thought, you know, so you're saying I'm special basically. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. okay. I'm glad glad we, uh, we're catching up. Yeah. We met met on TikTok on um, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. I met a lot of great people Mm -hmm. on Clubhouse that like I still keep in contact with. Yeah, and you introduced me to Sophia, who was on my on my show as well, and I really love her. She's so She's sweet, awesome. and like I don't like the Italians I know in Houston. Yeah, there's a foundation, you know. There's a huge community here, as as you as I told you. Um, there, it's like mostly mostly Sicilians, and then like very Americanized Italian. Like, there's not any like true to their roots type. Like a lot of people that are uh, hiding from the cops or something. No, nothing like that. I don't think. Not that I know of, anyways. Um, <laughs> Never know. No, no, um, definitely not. Just a lot of gossipy, gossipy ass people. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay. So, this is so funny because when you and I met on Clubhouse, I remember I had mentioned something because I'd seen a TikTok that was a sketch about it was like put a finger down italian edition and i had no idea that it was connected to you and and rocco at all, all at like whatsoever Is it, it was probably my cousin rosaria that did it i yes i think so because well a lot of people yeah. did that a lot of people did that though that well no but it was down. specifically that because i remember i think it was on growing up italian i'm pretty sure okay. um so anyway, Rocco ended up saying to me like, oh, that's our video. And I was like, it is. So it must have been your cousin, um, probably. But yeah. that's how I came to find out about growing up Italian. Mm-hmm. And I, I've i been seeing this like resurgence of cultural, what's, what's it like? Like being proud word? of the Italian? Yeah, like... Um, but not only being proud, like uh, like a cultural synergy of like different cultures, like whether you're Russian or Italian or French, people are kind of like coming together culturally um, mm-hmm. and like listing all of the funny things about their grandparents or their parents or stuff that they do innately that just comes from their culture. And that's why I love growing up Italian so much because, you know, everything that y'all were putting out before I even knew you, I was like, oh, it's so funny. I so relate to that. That's hilarious. And then we met and it kind of clicked. And I was like, gosh, like this is a friendship I don't ever want to lose because I feel like we have so much in common. And um, and I think that everybody just appreciates a good laugh, whether they're Italian or not. It, to oh, yeah. me, it's, it sticks. And, uh, you know, it's funny because a lot of people found out about us TikTok clubhouse you know that's one reason why we're like release content on every platform because you never know where you're going to find another person that like really enjoys it you know so totally 
A lot of people, though, say they met us on TikTok. And a lot of people say they met us on Clubhouse. So, you know, we really focus. We were focusing a lot more on the TikTok, like one to two videos a day. But it's very hard to keep doing, like, fresh material, you know? So, you know, we try our best to maintain, like, you know, once every two days, an original video. But um, we also work with a lot of young kids in the area that make TikToks. You know, we have a studio in Brooklyn, so we invite everybody. We have lunch, like, and I also try to help everybody, these young creators. Like, two kids that I worked with, they wanted to become actors, and I got them acting coaches and, you know, stuff like that. And it's like creating a community, you know? Wow. Oh, that's great. And so it's like a really, I mean, that goes, that kind of harkens back to our Italian roots as well. It's like, you know, hooking your neighbors up basically just being basically, a big family. Yeah, like, I definitely give a lot. Like basically if someone's good, someone's good to me and I know they're loyal, I could, I'll help them out any way I can. You know, like we just produced a music video that we released today. I have another music video with a super big Italian artist, super big American artist What? produced by me coming out soon. Oh my so God. Like, a lot of things are coming up, you know? So for me, it's like everything I work for, you're starting to see like come to ground, you know, like, That's so awesome. it's exciting. So when did, when did you guys come up with the concept of growing up Italian? Cause I'm sure there was like some sort of inception, like a yeah. Genesis. Well, my cousin and sister actually started. And then when the podcast came about, I jumped on board, you know, I, I kind of saw how it started was like, we have a group chat, all the cousins we're in. And we saw like these other Italian pages, other people like sharing content, sharing memes. And we're like, yo, we could do this better. Like, yeah. we, were, we would send shit in the group chat. That would be funnier. And we're like, yo, we should post it. And like, they did that for a while. And then when I came on board, we started a podcast. And a podcast kind of opened a lot of doors because when you could sit down and talk with somebody, like you basically give somebody a platform. Like you, now you have a podcast. You have a platform for somebody to like express themselves, promote something. Yeah. So for us, being that we have a social media page, now we're giving people opportunity to like show themselves our following. It really like starts this, you know, effect of like a role effect where a lot of people want to work with us and stuff, you know, especially yeah. for we have all these Italian Americans, <laughs> you know, like yeah. most of our followers are Italian Americans. They're not from Italy at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you have a couple that you took from, from clubhouse. I probably, yeah. 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 They, were, they were big fans. I think they loved the, the Italians on clubhouse, like the ones from Italy. They loved talking to us about, our culture versus theirs like like do we have bidets like like stupid questions that you want to ask people like basically questions my cousins ask me when they see me you know what i mean like yeah things they're curious about but it's funny is there's italians in italy that love what we do and there's italians in italy that hate what we do so they must be older (laughs) at the end of the day we like what we do so yeah it doesn't matter plus like you're geared towards i think more of like a millennial and younger generation i don't think it's geared towards like i'll say 18 to 30 you know like that's the magic number but we do have a lot of older fans too that 
No, because we release stuff on Facebook also. Well, I'm older than 30, so I guess I'm out of your... A true gentleman never asks a woman her age. So <laughs> it's not, I don't... Whatever it is. It is. But, um, you know, we release stuff on Facebook, and I actually started a group on LinkedIn now, too. You did? I'll have to join it. Like, yeah, you have to join it. We got like 80 members in a week. So I was like, just going to say, you should join LinkedIn, and then you really have. <laughs> yeah, I already have. If... If it's a social media platform, we're, we're on it, you know? That's so smart. Um, and then, so you started the podcast. So what was the direction that you wanted to go with the podcast? Like, other than giving people a platform, what message are you putting out towards um, your listeners? So we just want to, like, people be proud to be Italian, like, make being Italian cool, if that <laughs> makes sense. Like, it's already cool, but yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, we really don't see a lot of Italian Americans and mainstream things besides like Jersey Shore and Sopranos. Yeah. So for us, it was always like, why is the mainstream Italian thing guidos and mobsters? So true. Like, why can't it be us making a thousand jars of sauce in the summertime? Or, that was a good one. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. why can't we show traditions that we uphold, you know? So mm -hmm. that's what it's always been for me. Well, I, I want to go into a little bit, you know, this, this podcast is geared a lot towards women and men are always welcome, you know, listeners and obviously guests, cause I have you on, but I mm -hmm. want to talk to you specifically about family and actually the specific, the specific term of nonna, which is very important to us as Italians. And I kind of want to delve into the significance of that word and the significance of that in the Italian culture. Um, and like, tell me when I say nonna, like, what is, what does that evoke in you? What does that mean to you? Nonna is like, I think of right away food, love. So like growing up, I had a nonna here and a nonna in Italy, you know, total different, complete opposites, you know? And, um, yeah, nonas are just like gentle, caring. They're they're the best, bro. Really can't like explain it, but you know, for my nonna here, she raised like twenty five of us, like twenty five grandchildren. So like after school, we would go there. She would make these crazy dishes that nobody knew, like you know, pasta fazul and like food you're like what is this but then like growing up you're like yo those were the best days i could say my nonna here like gave us like a strong backbone to the italian culture and then my nonna there like really made me value where i come from you know because she owned a farm she like still worked the farm like my whole childhood she would walk like an hour a day to go to the farm because she didn't drive. Oh, nonna's wow. don't drive, right? No, no. <laughs> like those, those kind of nonnas, the old school nonnas don't drive. Mine so, did, but she lost a few side view mirrors, I have to say. <laughs> but see, that happens too. But yeah, so my nonna in Italy really like showed me the value of where we come from being that my family owned farms, owned animals, you know? So like we're my family comes from a farm so yeah. being now i live in new york city the biggest city in the world and we have a successful business you really appreciate it when you know what you come from mm -hmm. and i do you know i say the man's the head of the house but really you know the matriarch of the family is so key 
and the development of like the lineage, like the whole rest of the lineage, like, yes, like Nonno provides and he's there and he's present, but it's really Nonna that kind of spearheads everything. Wouldn't well, they you say non, like, um, Nonno's the head, but Nonna shows which way the head is looking at. Yeah. Yeah. That's like from my big fat Greek wedding. It's very, yeah, that, that, there you go. Too. There you go. That's where it's from. Yeah. But, um, that's a hundred percent true because like Nana maintained the traditions, you know, like at, at the end of the day, now it's 2021 women work and make more money than men. And a lot of scenarios, a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the gender roles is a hundred percent accurate anymore. No, no, like, it, they couldn't be. If let's say uh, a husband and wife, the wife works till eight o'clock at night. You can't expect her when she comes home to start cooking, doing laundry, da, 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 da. just not going to happen. It's not realistic. Of course. So, you know, in today's world, it's much different. Well, yeah. And of course you have to adapt it to today's world, but in its most simple sense, I, I still believe in it. You know, I still believe in um, a man leading sort of in a way, like I guess le- leading the relationship and having the woman believe in him is like really important. I just think that those like basic gender roles are still valuable. A lot of people disagree with me and they don't want men to open their door and they don't want men to decide. Oh, no. I mean, that I kind of learned a lot while growing up, like the importance of opening the door, this and that. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I'm, I'm from Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Um, a lot of people now, gender is like, became a weird thing where like you right. can't be a male or a female like that to me that to me is kind of bugged out because you're born with something whether you know whatever you do is what you do that's fine like that's the way i look at it you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah well i think it has to do with our religion too a little yeah. bit yeah being a roman catholic it's like mm-hmm. we believe mary was a virgin and you know jesus immaculately was conceived yeah, yeah exactly so like, and, you know when you start thinking these things it's it's bugged out you know it's it's a lot it to is. it's a lot to soak in and i i am accepting of you know gender fluid people do what you want to do i definitely can't understand it i can't empathize but i can sympathize if that yeah. makes sense listen if you want to cut it off go ahead do what yeah. you gotta do yeah you know for sure saying? For I'm sure. Who, and like, well, you know, well, for sure. <laughs> but you know, like, as Jesus said, like, let he who is without sin cast the first stone, you know, right? So we have yep. to kind of just, we're sinful yeah. too. That's what I'm saying. I don't, yeah. I don't care. I want to make it clear. As far as that stuff, I could not care less. Yeah. Whatever you want to be, whatever you want to do. Yeah. That's the part that, like, I'm kind of like, it's confusing, you know? For, yeah. The well, too. the polyamory thing is confusing for me as well. Like loving two people or being in a relationship with two people. I'm just like, how I can't even date two people at once. Like, I don't even <laughs> know how to do that. So I, that, that whole thing is, you're right. It's, it bugs me out too. Um, but I think it, it again, harkens back to our upbringing because we saw like one man and one woman and they were together basically fucking forever, you know? Um, well, what's bugged out too is that, you know, my mom's side and my dad's side, they all got married and not one of them got divorced. Which yeah. Is crazy. And listen, not everything is perfect for sure. Like I no. see fight and all that, but like you do not see that anymore. Like 
now if 10 couples get married in 2020, it's like 50% that are going to get divorced. So yeah, well, I'm divorced. So there's, there's me. So I'm married? yeah, when I was 22, 23. So really oh. young. Wow. Really young. He was my college sweetheart. And um, yeah, we were only married. We were together five years, but we only married one. And I just wasn't ready for marriage. I didn't know what love was. I didn't know what a marriage was. I didn't know what a partnership was. We fought you all know, the time. That's what Nana, you be like, love is love. You, oh, Nana said to me, she said, what did you do to him? That's what she said. What did to you me. do? What did you do, Stephanie? Uh, and to fine. the day she died, Sabino, she had a framed photo of just him, framed photo in her entryway. So wow. that was like she was on his team. Well, yeah. And you know what? I have to say, this was like, let's see, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, five years after we got divorced, she passed away. But the night before she passed away, he actually came to her deathbed to say goodbye to her. And she wasn't conscious, but she, but he, you know, he came to say goodbye to her. And I'll, I'll never forget that. That's a, that's a big level of respect, you know? Yeah, it really is. People's true colors in times like that too. Like people that turn their face to be like, fuck you, you did me wrong. And people that are like, Let, let's make this right. You know, mm-hmm. like you were someone very important to me. You'll always be important. And, you know, this is what it is. And a lot of people should take that lesson, I think, you know. There's moments where you really see people's true colors, and that's one of those moments, you know. Absolutely. And and we don't talk anymore, but I'll never forget that that he did that for, for my nonna and for me and for my family. Um, you know, they were very close. And, you know, we got engaged when I was 19, so we practically grew up together and became wow adults together so he was always a part a very big part of our family so i don't hold anything against him and now when i you know now when someone asks me you're about your ex-boyfriend or whatever i don't think about him because it seems so long ago to me even though i guess he was the most serious so you were married it is the most serious for sure, for sure. So when you when you are dating, do you I mean, I'm sure you don't like look for someone Italian, but you do you gravitate towards someone who has maybe like a more culturally rich background? Do you find yourself gravitating towards that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like for my lifestyle, if someone doesn't have a strong culture background, like it just doesn't make sense because they'll never understand who I really am. Yeah. Like, I went to Italy every summer of my life, and yep, we I was a a kid, and we were doing like processions carrying saints, yes. (laughs) So, like, people that never see that, they'll never understand it. Like, what's going you know what I mean? Like, and truthfully, I'm not too worried about like forcing myself to be anybody. It's like, no, it happens, it happens, you know, yeah, of course. That's the way I look at it, you know? Absolutely. And you have two beautiful babies. They're absolutely so beautiful. Shout out to the Curcio twins. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They're so cute. And they look so much like their dad. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. They look like the mom, too. but I'm um, sure. I don't know what she looks like, but I'm sure they do. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's another thing. You know, I have, I'm blessed with my twins. So, for me, they're they're my main, like, my, my whole thing is, like, making sure that they get, 
some culture from where I, I grew up more than anything, you know? What I'm trying to say is, like, whether I'm worried about, like, dating somebody that's culturally balanced, like, I really don't care. Like, I'm more focused on my kids, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, well, of course. whatever happens, happens. But, you know, when it's time to get married and really be serious with someone, like, that's all stuff you got to look into. But yeah, this could all be a reason why I'm not rushing to get married with anybody because I didn't find that person that's, like, kind of parallel to what I'm doing, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, of course, your kids will come for first. I think, you know, just for your own happiness, when you end up with someone eventually, whatever God's plan may be, I, for me, and I don't know how it is for you, I feel like, you know, I can't date someone that doesn't understand the importance of travel, like going to Italy every summer, like we did, maybe we can't do that. But we can certainly go as often as we can just to instill with them the values and, you know, uh, experiences that we got as well. So yeah, like growing up, I went to like a hometown every summer, just like I know you did a bunch of times too. Yeah. But one thing I wish my parents did do is like, even though we went to the hometown every year, I wish like we did go to like a different city to at least see it for three days, then go to the hometown. Yeah. You know what I mean? So as I got older, I started doing that more. Like, I've been to Rome three times. I've been to Milan. I've been to Positano. You know, like, going to see different parts of Italy. But, like, I haven't been to Florence. I haven't been to Venice. You know, there's a lot of cities I want to go to. So Florence, you say. I can help you with yeah, that one. I'm saying that specifically because I know that's where your family's from. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, that's But at I'm least talking. they taught us the language. That's, that's important. I speak dialect. Yeah. You know? But we still, but when I text you in Italian, you understand everything I say. Yeah. I mean, well, Google Translate too, like, <laughs> you know, anybody can speak Italian. That's, well, kind of, I don't know. There's like some stuff that I feel like if I hadn't learned it, you know, from a physical person, I don't think I would be able to utilize say it. it. To, to utilize it, I guess, yeah. like, for example, when you say when you're texting, and instead of so for per, like per, per, like, you know, for, right, they, they use, X. use X. And you're just like, why would you use X? Like, if you're American, you just wouldn't think of that unless you were in it. And but you don't yeah, you don't know that unless you're, you're immersed. You don't know that unless you're on WhatsApp. Like that. yeah yeah that's true <laughs> but uh yeah i think a great way to learn italian i've said this on a bunch of podcasts is like finding some italian music you like and translating the words totally totally that's like kind of like more up-to-date terms like that's where you're gonna learn like lingo and stuff and yeah the best way to learn for me yeah i think so too uh, but then you have singers and or rappers like fedez or something for example that if you translate his songs they're a mix of english and italian yeah. and there's some dialect in there too some there's slang terms that yeah. i don't know if they'll you might have is there like an italian urban dictionary I, i'm sure it exists yeah listen they, a lot of rappers now like translate their songs themselves, like oh okay, with genius and other like third parties. So yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. There's ways to explain it. There's ways they explain it. Okay, cool. So um, 
what about, so when, when you're raising your kids, like going back to, you know, wanting to travel with them and teach them and all of that, what are some of the values that you are probably already talking them about? Like, are there any, is there anything that you talk to them about like daily about things they should be thinking about things they should be saying or doing? I I tell them every day, every time I'm with them multiple times, I love them. I always express that to them, that I love them, that I'm there for them, always pushing family, you know, trying to be the best dad I could be. Really starts with that, you know? And then my kids are both really funny. So (laughs) it's just about, you know, laughing, making great memories, you know? Everything else will fall into place. But I just, my main, most important thing (laughs) is telling them I love them, to be honest. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. I think that's wonderful. My family and I are the same way. We are just like a slut for an I love you, like at all times. So we're just like, I love you. I love you. I love you all the time. That, that, yeah. That's important, you know, because mm-hmm. kids these days need to know they're loved. You know, it's we live in a crazy world. <clears throat> I think so, too. And I really grew up with, you know, a lot of um, people, I would say mostly in college, I noticed it because my you know, I went to this all girls private Catholic school. So those girls really were very close with their family. I'm going to talk about college. So like my college roommate, for example, she would talk to her mom and dad, maybe one time a week, like on Sundays. And I'm like, I talked to my mom like once an hour, like maybe not that much, but it's, you know, I talk, I call her like a couple times a day. And did you experience that too? Like growing up when you got out in the real world and people were like, why do you talk to your family so much? Yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. It's funny because, like, when I was just away in Miami, my mom's like, "You don't call me." But it's like I was just—I spoke to my sister, and I was like, "You know, tell mom and dad." Like, we spoke because you know I was running around like crazy, and sometimes, like, when I'm running around, and I got a lot of shit going. It's like, what, ma? What? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. What? What? Like, you know? Because, but you—you you do gotta learn to appreciate that because. Family's not going to be there forever. You know, we all have our time. So that's mm-hmm. something that I'm trying to learn too, is that to really appreciate your family and stuff while they're here. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many times I miss my Nana, like ever, every day I miss her and I still have her voicemails on my phone. I'm like getting very like emotional talking about it. Yeah, that's priceless stuff. Yeah. I like, I mean, I can't even, I still, I mean, she passed away in 2014 and I still to this day can't listen to the voicemails without crying. Like I just, I miss her that much. And I think about like the funny things that she used to do. And sometimes she drove us absolutely insane. I mean, she would like the stuff she would do. So I'd be, you know, like you would have loved her. She like, when we went to Italian restaurants, she would ask the server for a pen and then she would start correcting the menus in pen. And you said? Yes. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. She and then a lot of a lot of a lot of pen. Oh yeah. And then like she would <laughs> so it was like clear that it was the the bus boy coming to fill up the water and like he's not our server, like very clear. And huh? she would start speaking to the bus boy in Italian and telling him what she wanted to order. And we were like, no, no, that's not our server. And neither of them speak Italian. Like, clearly this man is like going to speak Spanish. You know, it's pretty, pretty obvious. And so, 
you know, she's just like talking in Italian and the poor busboy is like, uh, what? <laughs> like she just didn't care. She did but not Italian and Spanish care. is super similar. Yeah. Like when, when we talk, like when we talk Italian, like I learned how to speak Spanish because of Italian. So. Yeah, Spanish to me is a little bit more difficult. I would say, because when I went to Mexico, I tried speaking like Spitalian, like a version. Yeah. And yeah, they, they were having difficulty understanding me. Well, and the, the ultimate Spanish versus Italian word for me is burro, because that is like donkey and butter. Yeah. <laughs> like completely fucking different. Yeah. So that's like the ultimate Italian word for me to not say. That's funny. I never thought of that. And that's a word I use a lot. Yeah, right? I know. Mantaquilla. Yeah, mantaquilla. Yeah, exactly. And that's like so far from the the Italian word. They usually have like a Latin root. Doesn't I think most of the romance languages do. I never thought of that. That's funny. I'm going to use that one day. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) I'm totally... We'll allow you to use that one. <laughs> I can give you credit when I use it. Oh, why? Thank you, thank you. Um, t- talk to me a little bit about your your business, um, the the sh- the shop, and talk to me a little bit about your family business and like, you know, the the inception of that and working with your family every day and with your yes. sibling. So, like, I grew up in it because my dad bought the like started a business when uh, I was four years old. So, and what's it called? Anthony and Stump Panini Shop. But I've been working there since I'm like 15. Like I made the first menu changes when I was 15 years old. Aww. And uh, it's something I grew up in, you know? And uh, working with family is not easy. And mm-hmm. I never really gained the respect until he saw me able to do my own thing. So, yeah. You know, I'm an entrepreneur, I always did different things promoted clubs i we opened a liquor store next door to my dad's shop then we opened another shop but like i went through all that just to come back to his shop and focus solely on this and now you know we're one of the most popular sandwich places in brooklyn um we won like best sandwich in new york city last year before the pandemic so we came a long way from being a vegetable and fruit store you know what I mean? So now making the kind of sandwiches we do. So I take pride in that. Well, I'm going to make some time. I'm hoping to come to New York. So oh. I'm going to let you know what the dates are and hopefully we can line it up because I really want to like see your family's place and just like experience it yeah. all. Our office is right above <clears throat> the shop. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I just always think about, you know, I've never had that full New York food experience. Um, I'm going to have to probably... You've never been, you never been to New York? Or I have, but only for a short amount of time. Like, so when I was there a long time ago, I was like 14. So I don't remember really yeah. anything. And then the last time I was there, it was for quite literally 36 hours for my friend Derek's fight. It was a title fight at Madison Square Garden. So um, I was there, like I got there late on Friday. He fought Saturday, left Sunday morning. So it was like super quick. So I got a slice of pizza. Yeah. 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 And I went to one, um, like one nice restaurant and that's all I had time for. So. Yeah. You got to enjoy it. You got to stay a couple days to really, you know, soak it all in. 
Yeah. And I was working at that time, like at my corporate job. So I could, couldn't stay any longer. So this time I can be more flexible with my schedule. I can bring my laptop with me if I need to work. And then we could, we could even, you know, call it work and, you know, just write it off later. Can you, you and I can, you and I can work on something together. We can go to a couple of dinners, write it off, like whatever, use our our corporate cards. uh, That's my specialty right there. (laughs) To make things a business expense. Of course. Exactly. Well, what is your necklace? What? What's on your necklace? Oh, it's uh, the, the pendant I got made for the shop. <gasps> I love that. That's I don't dope. wear it too much, but. Oh, man, I want one. <laughs> Only me and my sister and dad have one. I know. I'm just joking. Yeah, your sister's so sweet. I love her. Oh, uh, thank you. We yes, should have had yeah. her. We should have had her as a special guest. We'll have to have her next time. I was with her all day and then. She went somewhere with my dad, and I came here to do the podcast with you. Oh, well, tell her I said hi. I'm going to be with her all day tomorrow, too. So, Cool. Um, well, I'm going to ask you one question that I ask every single guest I have on the show, and that is if you met up with your 20-year-old self and you saw him walking down the street and you had the opportunity to go up to him and give him one piece of advice, what would that be? Save your money. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> Listen, I, not not to say it like that, but I wish I was a little more cautious because I made more of money when I was like 18 to 22 than I do now. And it's like, I don't regret it because I had a great time. We partied everywhere. But like, that's the one thing I was like, I wish I would have been like a step ahead if I did that. But, you know, it also made me who I am today. But that's the one thing I would have told the younger <clears throat> Like, yo, do what you want, but save some money, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I I really enjoyed this chat. I, I would love to have a part two, hopefully down the road. Um, maybe maybe in maybe in person. Um, that would yeah, be we'll do it at the studio. We gotta get you on art then. I would love that. I would totally love that. Thank you and so much, know. Sabina. I really appreciate you coming yeah. on the show. Good luck with the podcast. I'm excited to see uh, when you start dropping off. Thank you. Me too. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of the Luxury Dropout. I hope you guys enjoyed our candid convo. Sabino is so fun to talk to. You need to follow Growing Up Italian on literally all channels. Even if you are of a different culture, it will resonate with you 100%. I mean, we resonate with other cultures too. Greek, Arabic, Spanish, you know, any... Any culturally rich folk, we really resonate with. So if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe, comment, and like. Don't forget to hit that notification bell so you get the first updates when my videos get uploaded. And if you are listening on any audio streaming platform, thank you guys for being here. I really, really appreciate you listening and taking the time out, especially if you've made it this far. So until next time, I'm sending you love, stay well, and I'll see you soon. Bacho. That's a wrap for this episode of The Luxury Dropout. Make sure to visit stephaniejoplin.com to find all of Steph's episodes, including full podcast descriptions and photos of her guests. Until next time, besties.